Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello, Jessica. Hello, James. Hi. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Welcome to sit for a spell podcast welcome welcome back uh welcome back we had a week off there first week off since since we launched since we launched i think that's pretty good yeah um we are in school season <laughs> yeah school started back uh, you were, yeah so and we were a little a dumpster fire <laughs> yeah we we are in southern california and we are, our entire state is on distance learning for the yeah. beginning of school. Mm-hmm. So Jess is a teacher. Um, yeah. And so she had to deal with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a parent. I also work in the schools, but I'm not like a teacher teacher. But then, you know, getting ready for the first day of school, it somehow seemed more involved this year. Well, because the parents I mean so you're a parent and your kid started middle school which is like a whole new beast and it's it's a lot yeah the parents have to do a lot it's a lot like it's a lot of progress monitoring are you doing yeah did you switch classes is your camera on are you wearing clothes Yeah. You well, yeah. I basically. I don't know if you would be surprised in how many kids try not to wear appropriate no. clothing. Well, I mean, uh, oh, like every robes single robes and stuff. Yeah, every class that I, because I sat in the first couple of days, they were like, "Hey, part of the rules are you have to wear clothes." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "No pajamas, no robes, like no tank tops. You have to wear clothes, like yeah, regular, like you dress like you would be going to school." So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. It's like every single, yeah, like you said, he started middle school. So now we're going from one teacher to six teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big. special needs. So that's a big jump, a uh, big difference. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's a lot. It still is a lot. I, I can't imagine teachers, parents, it's not easy for anybody, kids. No. You know, it's- but you know. And I mean, you do what we got to do to keep them safe. Yeah. And there's like this, I don't know, misconception that it's easier to do it this way, to do like the distance learning because you don't have like the kids in front of you. You don't right. have to like make the copies or do all these things. It's three times harder because you're literally starting over. You have to figure out how to make all of your 3D hard copy things be digital digital and be interactive on digital. And you're maneuvering websites and passwords and going from one thing to the other thing. And it's just so much. And I know a lot of the teachers feel like really kind of like helpless sometimes because I mean what are you gonna do if your kids yeah. just sitting there and like 10 of the, your 20 kids are focused on the tv on the other side of the computer you know yeah or mm-hmm. 
just, I don't know. It's so much harder. Just trust me. Teachers would rather be in school with the kids. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, that it's not it's, safe. It's crazy the amount of stuff I see that are like, teachers need to go back to work. If they don't go back to work, they shouldn't get paid. And it's like, boy, they're they're not taking a vacation. Like, this no. is harder. <laughs> I'm doing like, what do you think? That not that my job is easy originally, right. it's just that much right. harder. Yeah. How, how hard is teaching? And now you need to like fully come up with your own like new way of teaching. <laughs> it's just, you know, how teachers don't get to teach. Like, I just can't even say it. You know how hard it is. <laughs> To teach like <laughs> phonemic awareness, like letter sound correspondence on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> it's hard enough in person. I can't even imagine. I know. I'm like oh, mentally at the point where I'm like, all right, bring them back. <laughs> like, let's like, just forget go. it. <laughs> but you're like, is it, is it Thanksgiving break yet? <laughs> I know, but morally <laughs> and ethically, we're fine. Oh, yeah. Stay home. We'll get yeah. through it. This is the And you best. know what? With my kid, I'm just like, if he quote unquote falls behind, he falls behind. Like whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's he will catch he up. <laughs> yeah. He's so he's a seventh grader. It's fine. I'll teach him whatever I can. Well, you know, I mean, if we to be honest, I'm looking into like alternative education Which a lot of parents I, are. Zoom is I hard. think, yeah. Zoom is hard. And like I said, he's special needs. He can't focus and sit at a computer all day. I know teachers are trying their very best. And like, I can't even imagine, you know, how hard it must be. But I listening in on his classes, one of his teachers said she's, she's from one school site, Mm -hmm. but because of the way, I guess it like worked out, she's teaching kids from seven different school sites. That's so interesting. I don't know. Like the, I don't know either, but she was like taking role. She was like, well, hold on. I have to go to a different page because you're at different schools. So I have to take role differently. Like there's 35 kids in the class and all the attendants, they're all assigned to their home schools. But I don't know. It's just, I applaud teachers. I can't even, I don't even know know what what I would do. That's weird. I I don't know either. It could have been just a lack of some teachers, though. It's really hard to find middle school teachers. True. It's very hard. True. But the moral of the story is we were both mentally a and little, exhausted and overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> a little overwhelmed. <laughs> and if you are you know a what? parent and you're doing distance learning, or if you're a parent and your kid is back in school, just do the best you can. Nothing yeah. bad's going to happen if you can't make it all day on Zoom or if your kid needs yeah. to take a break, it's yeah. okay. It's not the end of the world. Just it's honestly not what you can do. What you yeah. Can. It's not worth, I mean, there are some kids that will do great. You know, some kids, will, oh, yeah. it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have a kid and he's really struggling and he needs to take a break, let him take a break, shoot your teacher an email. Trust me, the teachers understand. They understand. Like, they understand. Mm-hmm. So that's your unsolicited advice from the two of us <laughs> <laughs> we're there we're on both sides of it we see so. yeah. we're all in it together being a mom trust me you feel like you're not doing a good job anyway this is like a whole nother 
cherry on top of the, you know, mom guilt Sunday. So <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> Oh man, you're all doing great. You're doing yeah, fantastic. We're, we're doing what we can and that's it. Just do your best. So <laughs> hopefully that helps a little. <laughs> we'll come out stronger. Yeah. And this isn't forever, you know, it's no, just for it's now. Not forever. Just light so many white candles. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know. That's not what we're here to talk about today. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so today we have a little bit of a a shakeup in our yeah, in our usual format. We're gonna we're gonna share this episode. We're gonna share um, it. So Jess, you're gonna be talking about nodding. Yeah, nodding. Knots. Tying of knots. And, and this is going to be talking about uh, cord cutting. And no, I'm not talking about getting rid of your cable service because <laughs> in trying to research this topic, that came up <laughs> so much. <laughs> it was like, why are millennials cutting the cord? And I was like, I don't know why, because they have what? too many attachments. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, no, like this the is the wrong thing. Cord? Like with their like mother? cutting. Or just like <laughs> television. Or like with Verizon. Like, what are we talking oh. about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you Google cord cutting, it just talks about like streaming services and how to get off your cable service. And so yeah. <laughs> I had to like find yes. the right sort of <laughs> keywords to look up, but I got there. So we got there. I have found mine surprisingly easy. That's good. Yeah. So that's yeah. nice. There were some like. So, boating knots involved <laughs> but for That's the most too bad. part I figured it out <laughs> yeah so Jess is gonna go first yes I am because we figured and we'd tie it first and then cut it like and we'll cut those cords yeah <laughs> not that they go together but <laughs> no it's fine it makes but sense we figured <laughs> it's their it's string or yeah. what have you and they're similar cords and neither one of them take up too much time. So it's great to put them together. Yeah, this might be a nice quick episode for you, or we may ramble on for another 25 minutes. You, you don't know, even know how much we ramble. I cut out so much rambling. <laughs> <laughs> or how much we talk even before we get to the subject, or even before we get to the hello. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's um, fine. It is fine. We, um, If you listen to the last new episode which what was it the lucid dreaming i think yeah yeah and like there you heard some of the like cream cheese talk or like eating oh my god <laughs> that went on for like 40 minutes i forgot about that <laughs> like literally 40 minutes of me like complaining about tomatoes <laughs> and how you can't eat plain cream cheese yeah so <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we these these uh recording sessions last for hours. It's pretty crazy. But uh, you're welcome because so. you don't want. Yeah, that. and if you do, maybe they do. Sorry, it'll be a mystery of life. Maybe we'll start a Patreon and we'll give you all that bonus content for one dollar oh. a month. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I'd hey, you never know. Dollar to take it out. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, <laughs> Some people might be into it. They might be. Who knows? On Twitter. <laughs> raw unedited episode up three oh, yeah. hours yeah <laughs> all of our rambling they don't last that long 
Oh, but here we go again with the rambles. About okay, here we go. So, Teach us about knots, Jess. Knots. Okay. Um, I have three sources, the traveling witch, uh, witchcraft and witches, and um, uh, what is it? How do you pronounce this? Lindsurin. Okay. And okay. Um, of course, I start with a little bit of history here. Mm -hmm. So um, knots are used for like so many things you know um yeah. way back in the day they were used for like a tracking system um knots with beads in them were used to kind of like like super early bookkeeping and banking for like trading and stuff um they would put shells they would put uh, carved beads or just use knots and like that's fascinating to me i love it so much um Let's see. There was a historian called Herodotus, and he was from uh, 400 BCE, um, who used knots as a way of memorizing specific like chronicles and histories, um, wow. I think, like for the year. Um, people okay. also use them to mark time for travel, um, kind of as a calendar lunar observances, um, time between rituals. Um, there was a Hebrew group that um, used it for the alphabet that would later mm -hmm. be turned into a writing system. So it's not okay. only very kind of like um, methodical and meditative, but it has this like really deep historical value, which I think kind of like feeds to it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. there's, uh, Celtic knots and Druid knots and just all kinds of knots everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's knotted amulets. Um, so for example, I guess in Russian, um, the word magician actually means like not tier, like a tier of knots. Oh. Um, and I don't know if that's right if i'm wrong please let me know um <laughs> in aramaic text there's a um, word that means not um and that word went on to kind of like evolve to mean amulet and oh, okay. in indonesia um people still call the process of making like a charm um not tying okay that's kind of cool that is cool um, and so kind of like along with these amulets, they're used for like all kinds of things, um, protection, warding off sicknesses, protection charms. Um, they would be made into like bracelets, like I said, amulets and go off with soldiers, um, be put onto children, kind of like as all those kind of like protective things. Yeah. The Babylonians did this really like a uh, really cool thing as like a curative they would tie cords with the like appropriate number of knots depending on what the sickness was of a person and mm. they would um lay those cords on top of the person in the problematic areas for like different amounts of time again depending on what the illness was and then okay. afterwards the knots and the cords would be destroyed in a ritual um generally like burned to kind of like burn out the sickness you know um, yeah or tossed in like running water that was moving away from the person to kind of like oh. um, be like a symbol for like moving. To like wash it away. Them. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Either have I. 
So that's really cool. learning something new every day here. Um, so not magic is just kind of like visualizing the outcome as you're creating the knots in whatever you're using. Um, they're very quick. They're very simple. It could be a basic knot into something very complicated if you know how to do that. Um, and as you're like making the loops, even if they're just simple, you're just kind of like thinking and visualizing and meditating on what your goal is for that. Working with the knots, um, the energy can be released when you untie them, if that is your motivation. Um, okay. But again, if you're done with them, um, just like with a lot of things we talked about, you can burn them, you can bury them, you can keep them in a special place, or you can untie them and reuse whatever the material was. Um, and the untying of the knots can actually be incorporated into some of the actual practice, like a, um, like trying to get someone to go away, like leave you alone, you know, Okay. kind of a thing. I'm sure that has an actual word, but we are <laughs> talking you mean. about the state of our minds. Yep. Some good materials to use, obviously, rope, yarn, uh, cord, floss, copper wire, chain, vines, sinews, scarves, etc. Uh, sinew? Isn't that like... It's like animal stuff. Like animal insides? Yeah, but I mean, that might be your thing. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you just need something that you can tie. So even if you were to rip fabric, um, whatever you want to do. Whatever yeah. calls to you and the situation. What I took away from this is if you really wanted something to be stronger um, in your intention, maybe you would use that copper wire, you know, something strong. Um, okay. If you had more soft intentions, um, maybe you would use a scarf or yarn, you know. Um, yeah. You can use whatever you got on hand. These can literally go from curses, binding spells, healing spells, protective, prosperity, luck, you name it, okay? Because yeah. it's just another way of um, siphoning your intention into something, siphoning yeah. that motivation into something. Um, let's see. I also think, like, there are certain people who, like, I think I could be into this because I feel like when you're, you are spending a lot of time and like concentrating on these knots, like mm -hmm. it's different than like lighting a candle or like, you know, writing something down. Like you're, you're putting your like physical, uh, like it, you're putting like physical intention, but like also physical like work into yeah. whatever you're working with. So yeah. I, I like this a lot, actually. That's good. You should give it a try. Yeah, like you're using your energy to make this thing like come into being, basically. Mm -hmm. um, another yeah. important thing to know is just uh, whatever type of knot you're using, I think I touched on this just a second ago, but um, it doesn't matter. So you could do an overhand knot, you can do more co complicated boating knots or Celtic knots or Druid mm. knots or whatever knots you know from your like culture or heritage background um it doesn't matter if it's more ornate or not again it's all about intention 
um, cool. and like meditation and focus. So yeah, um, you might want a specific amount of knots. Um, so mm -hmm. for example, if a number calls to you, you might want to use like, for example, groupings of three, just because, you know, three is kind of like that number. Um, mm -hmm. You might want to use five, sevens, fours, even just numbers that kind of call to you. We did that synchronicity episode in numerology. So like, right. go back and see like what specific numbers mean and like kind of mm -hmm. like work those numbers into what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, okay, so here are some examples. Um, some <laughs> of the examples I'll give you kind of like wording, you know, my take on wording that like, I feel like you should just make it your own. Um, right. But at the same time, if you want kind of like these go-tos, then like go for it. You know, they're already there. Don't yeah. the wheel. Um, so this one is kind of to keep your money close or kind of like, uh, keep it safe, keep it secure, like not like losing money. Um, mm -hmm. so with this, you want to take any piece of anything green, your choice, right? And you're going to tie four knots into it. And with each knot, you're going to say a different piece. And this is a very common theme is that for every knot you say something, and so you could have a, um, just some kind of wording that you might say three different lines, and then you would say that three different times. So you would have like nine knots, and then you would have done it three by three by three, or even if you wanted to do it six, three by three, you know? Right. So, so you could repeat, or you can just do it plain, like this one is just four. So with the first one, you would say, my spell's begun with the knot of two, my will holds true with the knot of three, keep cash close to me with the knot of four, Plutus, I implore. And in that case, um, they're referring to Pluto, um, which was the Greek mm -hmm. god of wealth. So you can always put something else in there if he is not your jam. I like that one. And then we have... Um, for wellness. So for this one, um, it says you might want to use something red for strength, kind of like keep that, you know, strength of body. And you're going to want five knots. Um, now this was kind of cool and I didn't see this before, but it's adding essential oils or tea to what, like putting it onto whatever you're knotting to just okay. enhance even more. Um, so say you wanted to do something for sleep and you might want to use something white or purple, put some lavender oil on there, do your nodding while you're meditating and then like put it under your pillow. I think that would be like super helpful. Yeah. Um, but for this one, for the wellness, it's um, use something red and you're going to do five knots and you're going to either put some peppermint oil or some peppermint tea on whatever you're nodding. Um, and they suggest putting it on each knot as you go. And you would say, sickness cannot come my way. Only health and wholeness stay. With these knots, I bid myself sound. In these knots, my magic bound. And then if you feel something coming on, like you can always undo a knot. 
And with more severe conditions, you can release two or three knots. Um, but apparently you never want to undo the last one because that would just kind okay. of undo everyone, everything. Right. I am going to say here, though, I do support like uh, taking some Dayquil. Yeah. <laughs> like doing, <laughs> um, oh, what's that word? Holistic. Holistic therapies. Thousand yes. percent. But at the same yeah. time, with equal vigor, go see your doctor. <laughs> yeah. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Both. Definitely. I mean, if you have a cold, yeah. do what you got to do. If it's more. Yeah. If you have a stab wound. Seek out. Go see a doctor. Medical attention. <laughs> yes, please. Just wanted to, just wanted to put that those are the there. Those are the only two options that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffles or a gunshot Sniffles. wound. That's funny. Oh, um, <laughs> so this one's fun. It's a birthing knot. And so this mm -hmm. originated in Australia and Australian midwives loosened a knot, uh, a knotted willow branch. So you'd have like a willow branch, you'd knot it to help release the milk flow in like nursing mothers. Mm -hmm. um, and then in other areas, it was customary for like a midwife and her um, helpers like back in the day to mm -hmm. kind of like open doors and windows, um, undo buttons, anything considered like knotted, um, okay. undo braids or, you know, just undo anything uh, to open up the birth canal. Oh. So not quite okay. knotting, but undoing knots. Opening, just opening, opening. things. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Can't hurt. Can't I hurt. mean, birthing does hurt, so. I know. So this next one is for liberation, um, which is kind of cool. So maybe yeah. you're stuck in like a relationship or have that like gloom still on you or maybe some kind of toxic family situation going on. Like a dead-end job um, or something. Yeah, and it's free yourself. So um, with this one, it says that you'll need something that's already knotted at least once. So maybe something that you've used before. Um, or you can probably just start with one knot at the beginning um, before you do anything else, you know. Blue is good because it represents freedom. And um, you hold that original knot and visualize the problem or the issue that you want freedom from. And when that's firmly in your head, you're going to untie that knot. Um, and they give you, um, with the knots release, my problem surely cease with this knot for freedom named my liberation I reclaim. So, I mean, that one would literally take you, what, like two seconds? Yeah. So. Maybe you can like have some pre-knotted things in like a box that you could use. Or like some, you know, some shoes. You got shoes that you just slip off your feet. Oh, yeah, maybe. That could work. You sell something. I don't know. Hmm. Walk around. This one's kind of cool and old. So it's a protective knot from Assyria, which um, specifically instructed the use of white wool tied to a bed and black wool neatly wound around the left hand um, to be guarded against spell work. Oh, so I like guess spell work, get, like, like some, put against you? Yeah, so like you would get some white wool and like maybe tie it to your bedpost as like a ward, like a guard. And then um, 
the black wool neatly wound around the left hand. I think if I would interpret this one, maybe you could even wrap the wool like a bracelet. Mm, okay. Cool. Yeah. I think that would be cool. I agree. So this one, this next one is also Assyrian and it's a kind of like a, it's another protection for like to wear. Um, so again, with the mm -hmm. black and white, like natural fibers, you're going to want to kind of like choose whatever one you want. You're going to want some natural wool, um, which you can find at a couple different places. You can order it online. Um, sometimes even have them at like farmer's markets mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you're going to want that and you're going to want enough that it's going to be able to um, tie around your wrist, like for a bracelet. And then okay. you're going to add another color to it, whatever you feel represents you, whatever color makes you happy and strong, um, like mm -hmm. a piece of yarn or ribbon or lace or whatever you have. And you're going to kind of like put those um, and you're going to want three pieces total. So um, they do suggest using a piece of black wool, a piece of white wool, and then your um, color. But I'm sure if you can only find black or if you can only find white, you can do like two strands of white and two strands of black or even two mm -hmm. of your own color, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're going to want to have enough to where you can braid it and it'll still make a bracelet because, you know, when you braid it kind of like scrunches up the right. thing make it longer than you think. Mm -hmm. So you're going to knot the end and then you're going to braid the three strands together, visualizing white light filling those cords. Um, you're going to okay. tie one knot in the middle of that braid, either like while you're going or at the end saying black and white by day and night protection resides in this knot so tied. And then um, you're going to wear it on your left wrist, securing it with a bow so you can remove mm. it if you need it. So just tie it in a way that you might be able to take it off. And that is used for? Protection. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That one's cool. That one's super easy too. So they're all. Yeah. And you probably, you probably have that stuff already in your house. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. So this next one, I hold dear to my heart. Um, I oh. did this at my wedding. So oh yeah, I remember this, this. is a um, hand fasting, and um, apparently it's a neo pagan tradition that um, that kind of like illustrates that when two people are going to commit to each other, um, they become hand fasted and. As the name says, like you hold hands and something is like wrapped around them as part of a ceremony, um, gently binding the couple's hands together, generally with cords or things like that. Um, this was kind of like a super old uh, marital um, mm -hmm. tradition. It's <laughs> the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and I mean, with this, um, you would kind of search colors to, I mean, you can go as far as to just matching your wedding colors if you just wanted to do that, or you can yeah. have colors that symbolize like love and harmony and collaboration and communication and all of those, whatever you want in there. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. um, ours was 
some of our wedding colors, but it was also mixed with pieces of my mom's wedding dress. So, oh, I didn't it. know that. Yeah. So, How um, cute. my mom and my sister made it for my husband and I, and they used our wedding colors. There was, so there's three, I believe they used six strands total. Um, and cause my mom knew none of us were going to use her wedding dress and I'm not really religious, but my sister might want to have like a christening dress one day. Um, for her children so she saved a big mm-hmm. part of it for that and then they kind of like went around the bottom and they took some of the lace and some of the satin um, and then made this like six stranded braid and it's tied That's at both so ends nice. it's quite long and then as they were braiding they like added little charms to it like little mm-hmm. charms so there's mm-hmm. like the clotta symbol um Aww. I don't remember all of them. There's some kind of like corny ones in there. Like, <laughs> and then there's like little pigs. There's like little That's pigs. so sweet. Um, That's really sweet that they did that for you. Color. Yeah, they use different colored beads. And so when my husband and I got married, um, I did a lot of research on hand fasting because um, we didn't do, uh, it was very non-denominational. Um, it was right. literally just the hand fasting ceremony and that was it. I, it was so fast, but um, it really it was. So we held hands, and then every time there was like a blurb from the officiant, we would wrap the ends around each other's hands until it was all the way wrapped, and then we still have it. Mm. So cute, so sweet. I know, I love it. <laughs> yeah, make me sick. <laughs> I still have. Well, of course, I still have it. It's in my living room. so how about we do the opposite and we'll do a destructive knot spell okay so for this one it's if you're facing like some kind of like menacing problem so like Mm -hmm. i don't know a stalker or someone who won't leave you alone or um an emotion that won't leave you alone something something kind of like that you know okay and um So you're going to take whatever cord you're going to use. Um, Maybe it's a color that represents that feeling um, or that emotion, or maybe it's a color to help you get out of that, like white or red for strength or yellow. And you're going to firmly visualize um, and you're going to visualize it in like full detail. You're going to bring everything back. This might be triggering for some and you might not want to do this until you've kind of like overcome that with maybe some therapy, but yeah. um, it says that you want to become emotional about it. You want to become angry. You want tears to form. You like want that emotion oh. to be a piece of it. Okay. Then you're going to firmly tie your knot and you're going to walk away from it. You're going to like put it down. You're going to leave the room. You're leaving all of that energy, all of that sadness or anger, or whatever it is in that knot. And then while you're visualizing to its fullest extent. So it's kind of like you're pouring it all into that knot. Put it down, walk away. Like literally leave the room that it's in, close the door. And then do something else. Take a shower, go about your day, eat a good meal, exercise, Mm -hmm. try to like get it out of your mind, try to forget about it. 
And then when you're back to stable emotion, if that's something that you can do or like as stable (laughs) as you can be, you're going to go back to it. And with calm and peace, you're going to untie it and you're going to visualize that problem just like melting away or dissolving or do like a Thanos and have it like dust and just (laughs) put away or throw away or burn or whatever you want to do, whatever you nodded. Okay. I think it's very therapeutic. Yeah, I could be into this one for sure. Okay, let's talk about binding. This can be a very touchy subject mm-hmm. for some people. So you want to be careful, whatever you're going to bind. And I'm not going to give examples of what you can bind or what you want bound to you or bound to someone else, but this is how you do it with a cord. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so what you're going to do is if you are binding something to yourself, you're going to get an object that represents whatever you're binding. It could be an actual object. It could be a picture, whatever's representing. Mm-hmm. You are going to want it to be kind of smallish because you're going to bind it to you literally to yourself physically. Right. If you are binding something to <laughs> someone else, you wouldn't want to do, um, you wouldn't want to bind it to your physical self. You might want two different objects, one to represent each person or one to represent the other person and the object. Um, And then bind those two together. Um, So with whatever you have, your object, um, you're going to tie the cord to that object or objects. And you're going to make sure it's tied so there is a knot on there. Okay. Okay. Um, And then, so like, say, for example, it's a picture. You might want to roll up the picture and then tie a knot in like your yarn so that it's kind of like holding the picture closed. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now if you're binding to yourself, you're going to then wrap that cord and object, maybe on your hand, on a finger, on your arm, you're going to literally wrap it around so that it's connected to you, right? You can let it go. Mm -hmm. It's connected. Won't go anywhere. Um, if it's binding to someone else, um, you're going to just wind your cord or your fabric or whatever around those two objects, right? Like Mm -hmm. wind it up, close it up. Um, You're going to let everything stand for a few minutes. You're going to be visualizing what you hope to accomplish. You're going to be meditating. You're going to be thinking about it, getting it deep and solid in your mind. And then after you're going to cut the cord, but don't untie the knot. So you can cut it so that it kind of like unravels, but make Mm -hmm. sure that you don't cut that knot. And then once you're done with all that, you can kind of like set um, whatever it is that is tied together aside until you Mm -hmm. feel like it was successful or you're done with it. And then um, you'll want to either unknot it when everything is done. Um, But again, be careful if you unknot something, it might just undo everything. So right. you want to burn it or bury it or do whatever you're going to do, right? Yeah, like now, really make sure the thing you want done is done. Yes. Um, there is warning though, because you really need consent when you're using someone else um, mm-hmm. with binding. Some people can use binding kind of in a form of a hex 
or in yes. kind of some nefarious manner. Um, mm-hmm. And so you just really want to be careful that one, you know what you're doing, you know what you want to do. If it is something that you want to do and you feel comfortable doing it, you do you, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you can do this for any number of things. I mean, maybe yeah. you don't want to lose something or maybe you're trying to bind knowledge to yourself or I don't know, binding your dog to you or you know oh. something yeah um just be careful because it can be dangerous and then again if you do bind yourself to something or bind someone else to something and you want not everything and it falls apart that might become very messy so yeah just do your research be careful make sure it's what you with want all this do. yeah with all these things yeah. just use caution yeah and get consent before you involve anybody else. Yeah, because, I mean, nodding is literally just a physical representation of what you're trying to accomplish. It's giving you something to look at, something to visualize, something to meditate with. So, yeah. again, if that knot is broken, things can go backwards, things can fall apart. Um, so if yeah. you just need to double-check that you either untie it or you don't. <laughs> and, again, yeah. it feels right to you. Um, because you might just have intuition that you know it needs to stay strong and, and tight, or you know that mm-hmm. it's something that needs to be unknotted and kind of like flow away. So, yeah. yeah. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Before we go on to cutting those cords, let's take a break. Do it. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and welcome back we're back what a break what a break (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, yeah, that was um, very educational. Again, like most things we research here, I knew nothing about any of that. That's really cool. I really I like that, actually. like the gist of it, but... I mean, I've seen it before, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't know. I, I, like, really didn't know it had so many different uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Yes, it is. And again, barely scratching the surface with these knots. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, now we're going to move on to cutting some of these cords. But these will these are not physical cords. So the, the phrase I ended up finding, which really helped me narrow down away from the uh, get out of your cable subscription type of cord cutting to, like, actual cord cutting that we're talking about uh-huh. is a etheric cords etheric cords huh yes also known as energy cords energy ribbons ethereal cords um these are all kind of the same words for the same thing so before we talk about etheric cords uh well first of all my uh sources are wikipedia.com foreverconscious.com and blissfullight.com so wikipedia.com um taught me about something that's called so before we get into the etheric cords we're going to talk about what is the etheric body okay so the etheric body um it's sort of it's, it was a name given by neo theosophy so it, it pretty much means human energy field so um when we we have our auras, you know, like Jess got her aura, a photograph of her aura taken. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the layer that has immediate contact with your physical body. Oh, okay. so it's the one that's that's closest to you. Yeah. Um, Madame Blavatsky wrote about it. Um, there, you know, it's kind of got a bunch of different names. It's been called humus, human atmosphere. Some people refer to it as the soul. Some people um, refer to it uh, as the lower and higher astral or astral double. So like when you astral project, because that field is closest to your body, Mm -hmm. um, you can astral project your, not your physical form, but your astral form. So Mm -hmm. that's what's kind of doing that when you're astral projecting. Yeah. So that's, kind of there are they talk about a little bit of these beings that only exist in etheric bodies so things like um fairies things like angels you know these are the kinds of things that never had a physical body they only exist in the etheric body and they can some there some say that they can only be observed when your third eye is activated so you can't really see them only yeah. when you are looking through your third eye, which makes sense. There are a lot of people who work with fairies or the fae, things like uh-huh. that. Um, and I feel like, I don't know really much. That's something we're going to have to talk about one day because I'm kind of intimidated by the fae. Same. Um, so I don't, um, I don't know much about them because I don't really want to go there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, nah, that's cool. You guys can chill over there. Um, but yeah, so that's the etheric body. So etheric cords. So these are the things that, um, the way that they've been described and sort of like 
the pictures that I've seen of them, they are literal cords. Like they look like bungee cords that are connecting two people. They're energy structures that connect your auras, your chakras, your etheric body to one another. You can be connected by these etheric cords. You can be connected to people, to places, to animals, and even to inanimate objects. So some people get really sentimental about certain things, Mm -hmm. you know, for good reason or or not. Um, That could be some sort of etheric cord that you have connected to that thing. That's crazy. It's kind of, yeah. And I mean, it makes sense. Some people have no sentimentality whatsoever. And some people are overly sentimental about everything so yeah, that's true I'm I'm more on the sentimental side so mm-hmm. I just totally make sense to me these etheric cords they tap into um energies of others mostly it's people or animals and they sort of allow you to get their their like their feeling or feedback of how they're feeling or even what they're thinking they um they're just like, they're the bonds that you create with another person. But like, these are like the, I guess, physical manifest and energy manifestations of those connections. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, children, they're connected to their mothers in the womb through literally the umbilical cord and then through the etheric cord, which tends to last a lifetime. You know, even people who don't have great relationships with their mothers tend to mm-hmm. kind of have that connection with them. Yeah. Um, for their lives. Did, did you ever read and or watch um, his Dark Materials, the Golden Compass series? I read the first two. Yes. And yes, it's it's very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you uh-huh. haven't read it, there's a great adaptation on HBO right now with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So, I mean, yeah. but yeah, um, go watch in the books by Philip Pullman, um, your soul is kind of essentially outside your body in the form of an animal, um, mm-hmm. which they call like a daemon, and it's connected through this like cord. And I don't yeah. want to like, like this imaginary cord. Um, yeah. and they feel what you feel, and you feel what they feel, and um, it's like they can't be, and they like even physically can't be like far away far from away. each other. Yeah, yeah, without um, some sort of. Like that's like the pain first thing I being inflicted. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a that's a really good example um, of what you those those are the sorts of um, cords you can you can have with other people or animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great example. So when these connections are made, they call it cording. So you cord with someone or something. And there are people in our lives who we cord with instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet those people and you're like, I know this person. We get along. We make each other laugh. They get mm-hmm. me. I feel like I've known them forever. You know, you yeah. meet those people. Mm-hmm. Then you meet some people who you never cord with. People who you just are like, this, I'm not feeling this. We have, I have no emotion toward you whatsoever. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's good and bad depending on the type of person or the type of relationship, you know, um, people who are um, empathic or consider themselves empathic, they tend to have more cord attachments to other people mm-hmm. or to other places or things, which can result in anxiety, 
panic attacks because you are getting these overwhelming feelings constantly from every different direction. Yeah. It can also it can also lead to or keep people in toxic relationships. That's uh, work relationships, friendships, romantic mm-hmm. relationships, you know, because you have this sort of connection to that person. That makes a lot so of that's, sense. So that's, yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of the downside of it. So these cords are part of our energetic bodies, our etheric bodies, not our physical bodies, uh, but they are very much subject to change. So they can go from being healthy and favorable to um, unhealthy and not serving, Mm non-serving, or they can go the other way. You know, they start out unhealthy and they become healthy because you work on them. Hmm. What we're talking about here is cord cutting, Mm -hmm. but the cord cutting is not a one size, one time removal because our relationships with things and people don't end that easily. Okay. You know, they, yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes more effort. Yeah, one cord cutting uh, ritual or exercise won't necessarily remove that cord from that person, especially if you're the kind of person who likes to dwell on things, the kind of person who likes to give people second chances, or you are sentimental like that, you know, and I will explain a little bit why in just a minute. But, well, actually, these, I'll do that now. These um, cords, they get stronger the more we interact with someone or the more we talk about someone or even the more we think about someone. So just like that feeding it, if you're constantly feeding it, it's going to get stronger. Exactly. Exactly. The, the cord, um, like I said, it extends out to that person. They don't even need to be physically near you and literally just like focusing, placing any sort of focus on someone or something or someplace will will you will cord to that person place animal thing okay so there are i just have a couple of examples here about where these cords can attach because they can attach to anywhere on your body and depending on where they attach it kind of dictates the type of relationship you have with this person or place or animal Mm. so there is the solar plexus chakra that's right, like in the middle of your chest. Yeah. And that represents, uh, well, that's like in your stomach, sorry, like in the pit of your stomach. That is um, your personal power. So these kinds of things come from like normal daily interactions. These are like your coworkers, your mailman that you see every day, your barista, you know, like you see them just kind of on the daily. Um, you don't really have super emotional connections to them, but mm-hmm. you have these cords with them because you interact with them daily. They're part of your so, routine. Exactly. Then there are then there's the sacral chakra, which is um, in charge of your emotions and your sexuality. Those tend to be more like romantic partners, mm-hmm. and that includes past and present emo- uh, romantic partners. Mm-hmm. And it also includes people that you fantasize about or people you have a crush on. So, oh. you know, according to this, I'm courted to Tom Hiddleston. So. There you go. I'm like Take imagining, I'm like imagining <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but it's like imagining all these like cords like coming out of my body attached yeah. to balloon people. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> 
balloon sharks or like dogs or yes. something, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's like people. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are like cords coming out of your body, but they lead to actual other people. Yeah. yeah. So like you and I are corded, you know, and there's this mm-hmm. cord that we don't see necessarily. You can see them. Some people can see them, but we have that connection. So instead of a balloon shark, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> you can be my Which shark. I'll be your balloon shark. Yes, I will. Okay. So once you cord with someone, this is kind of how you start to receive energetic information from them. It's kind of a messenger that sends information back to you from this person. Then you are the one that has to kind of read and decode whatever it is that you get back. So it's kind of like when you, again, you meet someone and you are right away, you can be like, I know what this person is about, good or bad. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people call that like reading energies. You can read someone's energy. Mm-hmm. But from what I found, you can read that energy because you have these etheric cords with them. Like you're, It's kind of like a little tentacle. Like your tentacle is going out and touching this person's energy mm-hmm. and you're getting feedback from that like an octopus that's like what is that that's food no that's you know that's a rock you know like they they're getting that information that's a funny visual (laughs) you have these tentacles coming out of your body you know tentacles and balloons (laughs) yeah (laughs) tentacles shark balloons you know whatever you've been talking about (laughs) like you guys have lost your minds (laughs) so um Again, these cords can be healthy. You know, that's when you have someone like I, Jess and I have very healthy cords. <laughs> you know, like we get each other, we understand each other, we have a good relationship. But there are also, there your cords can become unhealthy. So when your cords are healthy, you it's vibrant. You get energy. It's a like an energy source. You it's it's bright and light, and you feel good when you're around this person. Mm-hmm. Then there's unhealthy. You and the, we've all met these people. These are people who may leave you feeling drained. These are people who feel like they're trying to be in control of you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, people who just like make you feel negative. They make you just feel bad, like energy vampires. They they're literally sucking the energy out of you. And I feel this sometimes. Yes, that's how that's how they're getting that energy from you. Especially um, like as someone I consider myself uh, an empath, I can feel an energy vampire coming from a mile away. Like it's just yeah. It's, you 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 meet these people and you're like, ugh, like why? You know, and then they they come into the room and they suck all the energy out and then they leave and they're fine and you're Exhausted. drained and tired. Yeah. We all know those people. And it's really it's really important to cut cords with those types of people. Yeah. And most people are pretty intuitive about who those people are who are the healthy cords and who are the unhealthy cords, Mm -hmm. but an easy way to kind of check on your cords is just sit and think about somebody, sit and think about someone and how you feel towards someone. If the thoughts you're having are 
fearful if they're if you think about them and you're like ugh, like I'm exhausted already or you're obsessing over someone in a negative way or you feel like someone's manipulating you or you feel manipulated around them those are unhealthy cords those are things those are the types of relationships you want to cut off yeah and you want to you kind of want to get out of those negative addictions you know I feel like some people can feel I don't know if it's like they feel like they need to help somebody or some, maybe it's a family member that you kind of feel obligated to be around, you know, yeah. you, these are the kind of types of play, types of relationships where if someone's draining your energy, a ritual cutting might be beneficial for you. Hmm. So cord cutting can help you recharge it can help you get some energy it help you feel peace it can help you let things go um, it can help you receive new opportunities in your life breaking those energetic attachments can really be beneficial for a lot of people yeah so here i have 10 ways to cut your cords and prevent them from returning mm-hmm. so i'm going to give you these 10 little tips and then at the end I'm going to give you a little ritual, like an actual cord cutting ritual. Excellent. So, yeah, here's some tips. So number one, which may be the hardest, forgiveness. Mm. So, yes, cutting, you will, you will never cut cords with someone if you do not forgive someone. Holding any type of emotion or blame, um, it inadvertently cords with that person because you are giving them a space in your mind. And um, this says that that is the number one cause of non-serving cording. So this is the number one way that people inadvertently record or keep a cord alive with someone. Okay. You know, it's really, it's really uh, easy to, to, uh, to give in to that it's really hard to forgive sometimes you know yeah it can be really hard and uh yeah and I feel like it's the most important step because um forgiveness is you know what what is oh what is that saying it's like holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die you know it's like you're 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 holding it in your heart or in your mind Mm-hmm. And it's draining. It can be really draining to have that energy in you. It can. So forgiveness, it's a big one. It's a big one. Number two is avoiding drama. So avoiding that drama is chaotic. It's mm-hmm. chaotic energy. It brings no peace. Um, if you have someone in your life who loves drama, it might be time to cut cord with them because that they will never, you'll never bring peace. Those are the, that's, this is like the types of people that are especially dreaming. They come to you, they just drama, 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 and they leave and they go on to the next person. And you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) So another one is um, avoid storytelling. So this cannot just be drama. This could be any sort of storytelling. Um, It doesn't have to be good or bad, but telling stories about someone who you don't want to have corded cording with uh-huh. keeps that it keeps that cord connected because you are inviting them back into your mind into your thoughts oh Things so like, like that. maybe even if you're like 
complaining about someone or being like, oh, remember what so-and-so did? Yeah, 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 like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like, doesn't have to be like, oh, I heard Sarah and, you know, Celeste, blah, blah, blah. I could just be like, oh, like me and John were at the store the other day and, you know, like, I don't know. You yeah, no, just yeah, any sort of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, which is sort of uh, funny, is something called the karate chop. <laughs> so to do a karate chop, you, um, you like literally do a karate chop over your solar plexus while, while in holding intention that you, whatever cord you are um, thinking about or focusing on is mm-hmm. removed. So it's kind of a really quick way to do it. And this is a way, this is an, this is most best used for maybe new cords. Maybe you run into someone at the store who did, maybe they cut you in line or they're not wearing a mask or, you know, they said something nasty to you and you're like, you let it, you let it bother you. You know what, Mm -hmm. that quick karate chop cord cutting, I'm going to let it go. We're not cord anymore. You're, you're out of my mind. Just forget it. I like that. Yeah. It's quick, easy, quick and easy to do. Um, the next one is meditation. So I love meditation. Um, I actually haven't done it in a long time, but I feel like meditation can help a lot of people with the most things in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. But it is a really good way to use your intention to to sever those cords. So you use, you can sit, meditate, visualize, see the where the cords are attached to your body and and visualize them un, like uh, unattaching, being cut from your body. Hmm. You don't necessarily have to be a master at meditation, mm-hmm. but you know, do what you can. Do the best yeah. you can. Um, the next one is avoid um, negative or non-serving people or environments. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of obvious. Stay away from those people who are drama, those people who are energy vampires, those places that you go that leave you feeling drained all the time. There are places maybe you you go to a certain gym and you know every time you go there, you're going to run into that one person or somebody who works there and that, you know, you you dread it. Maybe try to, maybe find a different gym, you know, try, just try to avoid those things that are going to bring you anxiety or yeah yeah another one which is pretty hard to do I would think would is stop thinking about the person oh so this is hard yeah this goes I think with that forgiveness one because you're allowing someone to live in your mind or in your heart Mm -hmm. and I um I've been guilty of this you know I mean they think we all have We, we find someone who rubs you the wrong way and you don't want to think about them, but you do. And it's, uh, it can be very exhausting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a hard one to do. But it's, it's one, of the, um, one of the most important ones. It's like pretty essential in cord cutting. Hmm. So the next one is, uh, which is also funny, do not investigate or stalk. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is kind of hard in today and age where everything's on Instagram, everything's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to just go online and just see what somebody's up to, you know, like, yeah, 
just, I'm just going to check real quick. What's the harm, you know? And it, mm-hmm. if you're trying really hard to keep your cord cut, your actions are contradicting what you're saying you want to do. You know, yeah, we all have sure. those moments of, of weakness where we look up an ex or your ex's new girlfriend or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So just try to avoid that if you can, because that actually will strengthen the cord. Yeah. yeah. The last uh, little tip I have is raising your vibration. So you hear this a lot, you know, vibrate at a higher vibration, you know, low vibration, high vibration, things like that. There are a lot of people who, who live in these quote unquote low vibration energies. So things like fear is a low vibration energy, um, holding grudges, um, eating certain types of foods, um, taking certain types of drugs, you know, like things like that, that can really get in the way of you focusing on raising your vibration altogether. Mm -hmm. So that one is, um, that's more of a lifestyle change. And maybe I think we'd have to go more into that, you know, the, the vibration thing, maybe that could be like its own episode, but that's definitely something you might want to look into if you're looking into this cord cutting thing. So those are just some quick tips to think about. Um, Lastly here, I'm just going to give you a little quick and easy cord cutting ritual. This ritual I got from um, blissfullight.com. So I'm just kind of going to read it verbatim, however they, because you know, like you say, why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. So you want to find a quiet place um, where you can be alone and not be disturbed You're going to take a few deep, relaxing breaths and try to relax your body. Close your eyes and call upon your spirit guides or your angels or whoever you need to call upon to kind of guide you through this process. Mm -hmm. When you feel at peace or you feel like you're ready or you feel your guides, you can recite the following mantra. Okay. So dear, you know, insert name here spirit guides i call upon you to help me heal let go and cut any etheric cords that are no longer serving my higher purpose i ask that all cords attached to me that are not aligned with love light and positive attention be released help me release them and surround me with healing light to protect me from future attachments thank you so you want to kind of do that a couple three times, two or three times, you can, when you're closing your eyes, sort of visualize these cords being released, visualize the light around you, take your time. You can tweak the ritual however you like, you know, there's not really a right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. Whatever you can, you can tweak the, the mantra, whoever you need to call upon, you can light candles, whatever you need to do to kind of get you in that mind space. Okay. When the ritual is over, you can do a smoke cleanse. You know, you can use um, some sort of Palo Santo or rosemary or, you know, some sort of non-white sage, you know, to kind of find, you know, you don't have to necessarily use smoke. You can use um, those, like, you can use incense. You can use mm-hmm. a spray, um, uh, what is it called? Energy clearing type of thing, yeah. cleansing thing, whatever works for you. 
you can uh, take a warm bath, drink lots of water, kind of relax and just relax and be comfortable for the rest of the evening. It's kind of um, recommended that you do this like right before you go to bed. Okay. That way you can just rest, rest. Yeah. So, you know, do the ritual, cleanse, take a nice warm bath, cleanse your body, you drink some water, have a nice meal, relax and go to sleep. That's nice. You'll know it works if you feel more energized, lighter, more balanced. If you if you can feel the difference in your energy um, when you when it's worked correctly, and you know honestly, in what I've seen, there's not there's not like a maximum number of times you can do this. You know, like you can kind yeah. of do it as much as you need to. Yeah, and as long as it takes to stick, because um, you're really just trying to get yourself clear of these negative energies and, and cords yeah so. it makes a lot of sense yeah Do it so that's it that you need yeah that's cord cutting and it's really simple really easy um it can kind of be done anywhere you know you can just do it at your own leisure and see whatever works for you yeah that's and nice. I think those just 10 tips I think those are really good even just for everyday life you know like the forgiveness, the, you know, try to eat healthier, avoiding drama. I like the karate chop one. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Intention, staying away from, you know, chaotic environments, stop like the obsessive thinking. I think those are really good tips just for everyday life. They are. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be um, shopping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially these days, there's a lot of people I think that you, you know, you wouldn't think you would ever want to cut your cord with, but you know, this pandemic has brought out the weird in a lot of people. <laughs> it really know? has. Like, wow, I see you totally different now. Uh-huh. Very true. Yeah. But that's cord cutting. Awesome. I had yeah. no idea about that. Like I've heard it before of like, there'd be like people on like Facebook pages or wherever asking for like advice. And they'd be like, you need to do a cord cutting. And I am always like, what? So, <laughs> I know. You're like, wait, but how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, yeah. That was very interesting. Now you know. Those are just, you know, a couple of easy, pretty intuitive things that you can do at home, stuff you already have at home. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, everybody has yarn and ribbon or shoelaces or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cut up a old, an old T-shirt, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. And I think a lot of people uh, need that cord cutting right now for some toxic people in their lives um, uh-huh. I agree we're all going through sort of like a, a one shared awakening I think you know so I mean I certainly have cut off a lot of people that I didn't really need in my life you know yeah. so I think it's helpful to, to protect your energy that way especially these days everything I is agree. so tiring anyway super tiring yeah 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 well hopefully that this was informative and helpful yeah and you got some good information out of it and you can go cut those cords or not those cords whatever you want to do either way yeah and see what works do it yeah just use precaution be safe get consent uh wear a mask (laughs) <laughs> please go out please be safe be out there when you're out there 
give yourself some grace as my therapist always tells me. Yep. Um, just be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Buy some stamps and, uh, if you can. Oh, please buy some stamps. <laughs> Register to vote if you're in the U.S. and of age or you will be of age by November 3rd. It's a big Very one. important. It's a big one. Um, yeah. Do what you can. Do your best. Yeah, that's all. Do your best. All we can do. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week with a new episode. Yep. Um, I think we're going to do doppelgangers doppelgangers yeah somebody suggested it in our dms and i was like hell yeah we're doing that because that's (laughs) really i'm going right to the top yeah it freaks me out and i'm into it yeah i just always think (laughs) of fringe (laughs) yeah for real Uh uh-huh that's what it is Uh, so thanks for joining us thank you so much Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I am at quit playing James with my heart. I'm at just a bunch of hocus pocus. And we are at sit first of all pod DM us, uh, uh, or you can email us mm-hmm. whatever you got. We love yep. to talk to you. So, uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.